When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song, wake up, wake up, you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. But still I listen for us and us I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red, red robin comes Bob, bob, bobbing along game unbeaten run you've got there Luton be a shame wouldn't it if somebody were to end it oh yeah good evening and welcome to Charlton Live coming to you live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me here in the studio at the Valley as we get ready to look back at was quite an impressive 3-1 win over the league leaders Luton Town. Their 28-game be- uh, unbeaten run is over. Uh, joining us here, Mr Terry Smith, Ed Intel. Evening all. Are you well? Yes. You're looking well. <laughs> That's very kind of you. You're looking Pleasure. like a man who didn't have to walk nine miles yesterday. <laughs> I nearly was, uh, in my condition. Uh, nine yards yeah. is the same as nine yeah. miles. Yeah, and uh, I mean anyone could guess uh, what condition you're talking about there. So many to choose from. <laughs> and uh, joining the pair of us here uh, in SC7 is Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? Yeah, good. You no, look he like does a, look like yeah. you nine miles. You look like you walked nine miles and then drunk nine miles uh, and then had to run yeah. back again. Yeah. yeah, yard of ale, but nine times yeah. nine yards. Yeah, I had a couple of cans last night. <laughs> you were on the gin. Yeah, and after, that was after. Yeah. I, had, I had beer, rum, gin. 
Yeah. In the same glass, yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah, no. yeah, and then he did the walk and came to the game, and then he went <laughs> yeah. out after. Right, on tonight's show, we're going to look back at that spectacular 3-1 win over Luton Town here at the Valley yesterday. A win that puts us to within three points of the top two. It's tantalising. We're getting close uh, as the season comes to a close. We're going to hear the highlights uh, from Valley Pass. We're going to hear, of course, our exclusive interview with the Addicts boss, Lee Boyer. Uh, and we also want to hear from you guys as well. You can have your say on yesterday's win. Let us know if you think that we are going to get in that top two because I think we asked it more in hope than expectation maybe a few weeks ago but now we're asking it because we've got a real real chance so let us know studio at charltonlive.co.uk on the email you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can also have your say on the Charlton Life forum there's a thread on there for tonight's show and of course later on during the show uh, as I mentioned as we sort of half mentioned it was the Upbeats walk yesterday uh, one of the highlights of the uh, the Charlton calendar put on of course by the Community Trust and then we saw the Upbeats play a couple of games as well uh, so we're going to hear our diary of the Upbeats walk as well. We'll talk about that, of course. We'll talk about Lee Bayer's contract situation, player of the year, perhaps season ticket prices. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to have your say on, uh, you know how to do it. The uh, the methods I said earlier. So, Terry, uh, just before we hear the highlights, um, I mean... We were 1-0 down at half-time, but we played quite well. We'd hit the bar. Uh, Luton had had their chances as well, to be fair. But in the second half, they did not have a sniff. That was one of the best second-half performances we've seen from a Charlton side in years and years and years. No question about it. It was an epic second half. And uh, and um, I think and we'll hear a bit of it later, so I don't want to uh, preempt uh, Lee Bowyer's interview. But what I think is the most impressive about uh, Lee Bowyer and Johnny Jackson and the team generally behind the scenes is that you know, for the first probably, oh yes, we had our chances, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't look like controlling that midfield in that first half. They are Luton are a good side; they're not top for for, for no reason. So, you know, um, they they seem to pick up all the loose balls in midfield. They seem to control it, as I said, and something had to change. And whilst the rest of us probably, well, certainly me, are thinking, right, uh, who can we bring on that can change the, you know, change the the, the way this midfield's going? Because if we don't get on top of this midfield, we're not going to win. Uh, but Lee Bowyer's got, you know, he's a bit more simplistic than that, or a bit. You no, know, I'll rephrase that. He's cleverer than that, and he's certainly cleverer than me, because he didn't, he didn't think about um, personnel changes. He just told the people out there to do something different, and they did, and and we just just bossed it that second half. Mm. I mean, how how enjoyable was that 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 moment when the third goal went in, just two minutes after after the second goal, yeah. to to give us that daylight and. I mean, it was it was just a brilliant moment. It's one of those valley moments in front of the covered end that you're never going to forget. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, I think Eagle's second one. I went mental for just because it was Eagle, mm. um, and I think it was just a massive weight off everyone's shoulders, including himself. But yeah, the third one, because I, I don't think I even got over the fact that we were two, winning two one. So I'm still in like thinking, is this actually happening against top of the league? And then all of a sudden we go three up, and I'm like. I can't cope with this. I think Limbs are going is, everywhere. Do you know what it is? I think because when when the second goal goes in, Igor, especially on commentary, I'm explaining it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm doing the commentary as you should. When the third one goes in, I'm just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because yeah, yeah. as you said, I'm so yeah. I'm still on the buzz from the second goal. Yeah. So within two minutes we get the third one and what a goal it was by the way and I'm just I just screamed. There's some great there's some great videos going around on social media as well because obviously the crowd were up after the the second yeah. goal and so there's quite a few people who wanted to film the the covered end mm. singing along and the east and west stands as well and just because they've all got their phones out at that time there's two or three brilliant videos going around on social media of of Taylor's goal and the reaction after that as well. Right, we're going to hear the highlights now. Uh, don't forget, as I said, you can have your say on the performance and where you think we will end up uh, this 
season. Just a quick note, um, Ari, the highlights. Um, because everyone was so excited getting their phones out <laughs> after the second, um, where I record the audio in the um, in the stadium via my phone internet, the everyone getting on their phone lost me the audio just after Igor scored. So unfortunately, we missed out Terry's commentary uh, on the third goal. And or, f- or fortunately, whichever way you look at it. Well, yeah, but um, but uh, so I, again, we we had to do this earlier on in the season when Phil Parry was here, but it's absolutely seamless. You won't notice, <laughs> but at one point, we changed to a completely different commentator <laughs> uh, throughout the game. So let's have a listen back to the highlights of uh, yesterday's game against Luton Town. Your commentators are Terry Smith, Greg Stubbley, uh, and also me. On and then left to Purrington. The ball upfield to Vettikalian. He's just got past his man momentarily. Tries to send Taylor through into the penalty area. Takes the shot. Oh, and it's scuffed slightly in a way left and behind for a goal kick. But the first attacking anger for the Adam. Thrown into Taylor. It's been manhandled, but Taylor rides it. Chip ball into the box. Vettikalian. Oh, he can't quite get her. It's headed away by Stacey. Williams comes back to collect it for Charlton. Heads it back to Billick. Billick right to Chris Solly. Chris Solly with Cullen inside of him. Cullen looks up. Finds Billick to his left. Central position, Christian Billick. Little 1-2 with Williams and then releases Taylor in the penalty area. Solly on the overlap. Solly drills it into the box. Oh, and it's cleared away by a white shirt. Didn't see who got the head up. Charlton pressing. Into the centre circle. Billick looks left. Purrington out there. But uh, it's a hospital ball, really. But Purrington makes the most of it. It needs some Penza to come in and stop him from progressing any further. And actually, the ball out is, uh, is a good one. And it's found Lee inside to Mpenza. Mpenza on the run. Up against uh, Bauer, Bauer to his, to his right, it's a shot and it's in! The first goal from Cornick, who appeared on the right-hand side, the left as Charlton defend, unmarked, and Charlton undone on the break. Yes, poor defending from the Addicts, really poor defending. Here, Mapenza, the central midfielder, allowed, Mapenza, should I say, allowed to run with the ball forward, and Charlton would just go out, and Patrick Bauer had to commit. And there's a lovely ball through to Cornick, who finished superbly. Stacey outside of him is Lee. On the overlap is Shinnick, that cuts inside instead, goes to Moncur, little chip ball, lovely save oh, from Dylan Phillips. Across to the left-hand side, it was going in the top left-hand corner. I don't know if they took a deflection on the Moncur yeah. shot. And it needed the outstretched hand of or hands of Dylan Phillips to keep it out, but it's a corner. Still a little bit Shinny looking for an outlet, and Charlton forced them all the way back to Pearson. Passes to Shinny again. Good pressure oh. from Charlton. And Pearson slipped and it sent Vettikale away on the left-hand side. Vettikale taking on Bradley towards the edge of the penalty area. Vettikale still ball inside towards Taylor. Taylor with a shot! Oh, oh, Surely has been held back there. And Luton cleared away and as far as Arebo. Out on the left-hand side is Williams who turns, looks for an option. Williams still with the ball. He's got Perrington on the overlap. Tries to find him. Perrington, ball in the box, comes away with Fetikele. Won't fall for Arrivo. And Luton just about clear it. Phillips looks at the quick release oh, towards Fetikele. And he's sending through Fetikele. Get the first oh, goal. Score he's taken over the goalkeeper. Has it gone in? It's gone wide. Oh, he's got the a go. goalkeeper. He's got a go. He's, he's got, got a go. It's a yellow card. Oh, is that not red? That has to be a red card. Fetikele taken out oh, by the goalkeeper. Is that red? Taken out. Fetikele chipped it over, just went wide. But the goalkeeper staying on the pitch and Charlton only have a free kick. Surely that has to be a red. Oh, Williams brings the ball forward to Arebo. And there is half-time whistle as Luton go ahead, go into the break with a one-goal lead. And now back to McCurr. Good challenge from Bielik. And Charlton play on here as Bielik beats a man. He's got Williams to his left. Vettikele to his right. Still with it, Bielik. The reverse ball looks for Williams. He's tripped in the box. Surely! Referee hasn't given it. And again, 
Charlton look like they've been undone by a decision as Luton play on. Charlton with the throw, Solly to take, adjacent to the penalty area. To Cullum, Solly back to Cullen again. Cullen chip ball forward towards Taylor. Taylor oh, chip, it. and that's a penalty. Oh, oh, oh. One of the softest penalties you'll see this season. That was Little never... chip ball forward going out of play. Oh. And Bradley had judged to have tripped Taylor out of all of the decisions that haven't happened to Charlton. And this one has, and I'm a little bit confused why, but Charlton have a penalty. Well, we do know that uh, the uh, there's a panel that sits on all penalties. Uh, and uh, decides whether or not it was a genuine penalty or not, and whether the uh, the person has, um, how can we say, the player has uh, well, I don't think created its own penalty. I don't think say. he's died. I think he's slipped. Taylor didn't even appeal, but Taylor has the penalty. But uh, you're right. I mean, of all the decisions the referees got wrong, and Taylor with a glorious an... opportunity here with the penalty. That might be another one. 53 minutes played. Can Lyle Taylor? Equalised for the Addicts. He's the man over it, waiting for the referee's whistle. Lyle Taylor steps up, walks slowly towards the penalty area, towards the penalty spot. Taylor to take. Has yes! Charlton equalised! Lyle Taylor Come with on. the 20th of his season! What a season for that man! And Charlton the level! Guessing! Cool as you like, Lyle Taylor. He walked up towards the penalty spot. He was asking the goalkeeper to make a decision one way or the other and then calmly slotted it to the keeper's right as he went left. And Charlton are back in the hunt for the top two. He's given the ball away and Arebo has the ball now for Charlton. And Arebo can break. Charlton have got men over. It's 4-3-3 at the moment. Arebo takes it past his man. He's been forced quite wide. Luton getting bodies back. Arebo still comes to Cullen inside the penalty area. Goes to goal for the goal! Oh! Inches wide with the header. So unlucky. Charlton inches from still going ahead. Patrick Bauer over halfway. Little ball trying to find Igor Vettikadi, but he can't. And Luton pick up, it's good work from Christian Bennett to pick it up for Charlton. And he's attacking the edge of the penalty area, trying to slot in front of Vettel Kayleigh! Yes! yes! He's given Charlton the lead! Fantastic work from Christian Bennett. Interception just inside the D, uh, the centre circle. Run to the edge of the D in the penalty area, slipped in Igor Vettikaili. And it's going to break for Vettikaili again in the area. Crossball to Taylor! It's 3-1! And Charlton are running away with it here at the Valley. It's Luton Town trailing by three goals to one. Their 28 game unbeaten run is going to end here. Cummings, he loses out to, Bra- uh, to Bauer again and finds Williams. Oh, he's taken out by Shinney. That's the second yellow, surely there. And he Shinney's takes the yellow off. and he's away. Well played, Johnny Williams. Fantastic control to take it past him. It's a swipe from Shinny. It's a the terrible challenge. The referee's about an hour and a quarter late and sending and using his red card, but he gets there eventually. Free kick and he well, it was by the corner flag. It's now about ten yards further out. But who cares? Because that's the final. Whistle. Get in there! Come on! Charlton have dispatched the table toppers here at the Valley. Here we go, the highlights of yesterday's 3-1 win over Luton Town here at the Valley. It's impressive, isn't it, that one of the best results of the season, one of the greatest afternoons of the season, Terry can still find time to have a go at the referee when he's given a decision in Charlton's favour as well. I've got to, uh, I've got to go now anyway. Cause I've got to go, no, I've got to go to the doctors. I don't know, about, I don't know if you noticed, I sounded awful for a bit there. Your voice went really went horrible, didn't it? Oh, dear, yeah. dear. it sounded like that checked out. If anything, it sounded like you'd... Uh, What's the opposite of aged? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you, you found the fountain really? of youth. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, also, uh, some exciting news. Actually, I forgot to mention for the first time, uh, we are now going out on ninety six point five FM Maritime Radio, our host station. Uh, starting up properly again next week. So as a test, we're out on ninety six point five FM. So if anyone's in the area, dial into ninety six point five FM Maritime Radio. You'll be able to hear us right now. So absolutely no swearing. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, off, <laughs> off comic got their eye on you now. Yeah. If they heard about you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, right. Three points uh, <laughs> off the second position in that table, Terry. There's games in hand for uh, in hands for Portsmouth and for Sunderland above us. Um, they've got to play each other, though, of course. Uh, there's a, probably an easy-ish run-in for Barnsley, and but they have stuttered recently. Portsmouth are the team that won uh, as well as us. Won, won their last five. Um, if, are, are we going to do it? Well, I know. Look, we've been clutching at straws for a few weeks now, but those straws have got bigger, haven't they? Um, the Barnsley, Barnsley have got to play Plymouth, I think. Uh, Portsmouth have got to play Burton away and Coventry, who have mm. just turned over Sunderland, yeah. and then Sunderland have got to play Portsmouth. So and Donny and Peterborough. And Donny and Peterborough. So you know, <laughs> obviously we've got to win every game. And actually, um, we thought that yesterday was going to be the biggest test of the running. Walked it. Well, yeah, agreed. But <laughs> we, you know, we can't. Um, we can't dismiss a team like Oxford one because of the manager they've got and two because they're actually one of the form sides of the division at the minute so you know we've got to win every game and then where that takes us will take us but it's um, it's getting exciting isn't it yeah I mean so, so you mentioned those, those fixtures so Barnsley are at home to Shrewsbury next which you'd, you'd fancy them to win but Shrewsbury picked up a couple of results recently uh, Plymouth away which you know we were there ourselves it was a difficult game a couple of weeks ago Blackpool at home Blackpool absolutely no mugs uh, and Bristol Rovers away on the final day of the season for Barnsley Again, somewhere we went recently, and it was quite a difficult game. Obviously, the weather didn't help. Now, you're looking at Sunderland. They're one of the teams that have got a game in hand on us. Uh, they're at home to Doncaster, who are a, a tough nut to crack, as we saw at the keep mode. Still need points to confirm sixth place. Exactly. Doncaster. And then their next game is Peterborough, the other team who are desperately trying to catch up with that sixth place. Then they're at home to Portsmouth, away to Fleetwood, and you know they've got a fiery character as a manager, so they might be scared of that. And uh, away to Southend on the final day. And now you're looking at uh, Pompey. They're away to, to Burton. Burton have given a lot of teams a bloody nose recently. Coventry at home, they've just beaten Sunderland by five goals to four. Sunderland away, as we know. Peterborough at home, that's a tough old game for Portsmouth. Accrington at home, I mean, they're rubbish. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might kick them off the pitch. Um, Nate, there is a real, real chance we don't have to worry about the playoffs here. Yeah, there is a real chance, but um, I think, like Bo says, um, as long as we just win our games, um, that's all we can do. Because what you don't do is if we... Not get complacent, but if we don't win our games and they do drop points, then it's going to be a bit of a waste, isn't it? So, I, I, I think there'll be, I think each of those teams will drop points, and I think it's probably just a case of whether or not we have the, the mental strength to st- keep doing what we're doing, keep strong, and win all of the games, which we can win on paper. Mm. Uh, Friday, I think, will be the trickiest game out of the remaining four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything can happen. So I'm, I'm, I mean, at the end, and what I said before yesterday's game is we should just attack it because we've got nothing to lose now. We've got the playoffs, so why not just have a go at every game? Yeah. Because we've got nothing to lose. I think the only way we can be caught now by Peterborough is on goal difference. So it's not official that we've got the playoffs because if they do make up the 15 points, then the likelihood is the goal difference of eight would have been wiped out anyway. But we only need a point to get into the playoffs. So as you say, Nathan, there's absolutely nothing to lose for us now. We can go for it and we can go for it and we can attack teams. And I dare say Oxford will be an interesting game on, on, on Good Friday because, I mean, he came here and he spoiled it, didn't he, Carl? And I've seen him do that away against bigger teams when he was with us I remember we went to Wigan that time and drew 0-0 after Christmas a couple of years ago be interesting to see how he how he tries to do it at home because 
I mean, he does like attacking football, Carl Robinson. So if he if he comes out to play against us, then and we will the batter them. They're on that they're on that winning streak. They're on that roll of of, of decent form. So um, is he going to abandon that um, with uh, with the fans at, uh, at home? Just to try and spoil the party, I'm not so sure. I don't think. That. And they, they lost a point. <clears throat> they lost a couple of points, didn't they, against Wimbledon? Yeah. yeah. And Carl Robinson was staying around on the side of the pitch <laughs> yesterday, looking yeah. for a fight yeah. with a with a water boy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw what's he done with the water boy? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Uh, he, he must have celebrated yeah. in front of him. I, I can imagine if you're in the opposite dugout to Carl Robinson and you score a last minute winner, it must be very tempting or a last minute yeah, leveler probably, to, yeah. to get in his face because <laughs> I imagine he's quite annoying. Um, but um, so the game yesterday, uh, we, we made four changes going into it. We, um, you know, obviously. That's almost reversing what we had against uh, Wickham, where we set up for a very different kind of game, a very battling, physical, ball-in-the-air kind of game. Yesterday, it was two teams who played some lovely stuff, and uh, we started off well. I mean, the first minute, we had that chance uh, where the Taylor sort of dragged wide, and we were getting a couple of dangerous crosses into the box. And when, when Cornick scored for, for Luton, same as he did in the reverse fixture, it came against the run of play, really, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit, but, um, but there were huge gaps in that midfield. <laughs> which they exploited. Um, we looked good going forward. We did, but we did look really um, susceptible to the to the break and to you know balls dropping in midfield. We weren't picking up, so that you know, was definitely a concern because uh, Dylan Phillips had to pull off an amazing save at one nil, where it could have been a lot worse. And had that gone in, we probably wouldn't have come back. So um, it had to be changed at half time, and, and clearly it did. Uh, and second half, there was just there was one way traffic pretty yeah. much. Really. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, so as you say, after Cornick put the hat as a head, there was that brilliant save from uh, George Moncur from Phillips. And then I, I think we looked a bit shell shocked maybe after the, the goal, and we had five, ten minutes where it took us a while to get back. But then we were sort of rejuvenated after that slip in the midfield where Igor t- took the ball under his control into the box, squared it for Taylor. We hit the bar, but after that, we were back on it, really, Nath. And then, I mean, controversial moment when uh, Deal sent the long ball over the top, and Igor was in on goal and he, he got a shot away. The keeper, James Shea, has come out, wiped him out after the ball was <laughs> gone, which according to the referee now means it's no longer a goal-scoring opportunity because at the time of kicking the ball, he did kick the ball cleanly. But if there's a six-foot goalkeeper bounding down on you, surely that's putting you off. And if, it's, and if he then goes on to make an illegal challenge, does that not affect the goal-scoring opportunity? Well, so, like, so, so, hang on. So the ref said because he already made the shot, it's not a foul. Correct. But that's, that's, no, that's it, what the player well, seems well, to be the, implying The referee has said because the, uh, he got the shot away on uh, towards goal, yeah. therefore when the keeper actually took him out, it wasn't the goal-scoring opportunity. So if someone goes to make a pass, they make the pass, then someone claps you after. That's not a that's, red card. It's not a red card, yeah. See, <laughs> if, I, if you had Chris Solly do that to someone, mm. the same same challenge, it'd be a red card. Well, that's I, what both yeah, I, I think as well, if they weren't looting top of the table. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, it, it doesn't matter whether you're top or bottom. But when you're bottom of the table, decisions like that will go against yeah. you. If, if that was anybody other than the top of the table team, I reckon there's a red card. That's there. like a Walsall or something. Yeah, red, all day yeah. long. And I think uh, he bottled it. Yeah. So it was a strange decision. I mean, Cullen then wasted the free kick after. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but I think I think we had there was we had a sort of a half chance just before the interval. Luton had a, a couple of good chances. One of which came from a horrible clearance from mm. from Dylan, which is not what we've been used to from him recently because uh, his, his kicking's got a little bit better. Um, but I think twice actually he panicked yesterday with the ball at his feet, which was perhaps just showing maybe how we were a little bit shell shocked at half time. But start of that second half, we we come out. There's there is that penalty shout again for for Johnny Williams. He gets it's the wrong side of the, of the of the defender, James Justin. I think it might have been. I can't remember. And um, he uh, immediately when he got onto the ball, there it was quite clear that he was playing for a foul. He was making the run that we. But I'm not saying you can't Across do that because yeah, I've seen yeah. a million players yeah. do that and get fouls as well. So, I mean, 
it may have been soft, but were we hard done by there? And did that decision possibly play a part in the fact that we were then given one of the softest penalties you've ever seen? I think the second part of that statement is correct. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason we got the third one, or that we got the penalty, is because he didn't give the penalty the first time around. And... The sending, you know, the potential sending off. Mm. I think he think he might have got wrong, so I think those two added together gave us the the penalty when we got it. Uh, looking at back at the time at full speed, I thought it was a penalty because mm. uh, Johnny Williams cut across the player, and it looked to me like the player just kept on going. Having seen it back, I can probably see why the referee didn't give it. Actually, yeah, but then there was enough contact. The one that the one that was given, Nafe, uh, yeah. it was like throwing taken, ended up kind of lofted it into the area. Um, Taylor invited to go down by the fact there's someone nearby. Mm. Um, I mean, if that was given against us, I'd be unhappy. Um, I've only sort of seen it back once, and it's sort of, there's contact, but I'm not yeah. sure if that's enough contact. But by, is, is it by the letter of the law, is it a, is it a penalty? Well, I mean, if it, if, if it is, then and we're talking about consistency, then you're probably going to give about three or four penalties a game because it's a contact sport. It's not like... You know, it's not like you threw him to the ground or anything, and it was really soft. But yeah, like you say, I would have been absolutely seething if it did go against <laughs> us, but it didn't, and I was delighted. Mini rant here. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was just well. Um, Lyle Taylor had been pretty much um, pulled apart up to that point. So what we scored it in fifty third minute. Up to that point, he'd been kicked, pushed, uh, lent on, dropped to the floor on numerous occasions. Like oh, he, actually, not dropped to the floor because yeah. he didn't. Very rarely did he go yeah. over. It's every game he gets yeah, well, that Of course, well, that. Yeah. But the problem is, and, and this is um, what I'm coming to, is that Lyle Taylor feels the contact in the penalty area. And there is, because I've seen it back. The guy wraps his arms around him first. Mm. So he's right behind him. Maybe a slight nudge, but nothing. Look, not enough to, to knock you over. Absolutely not. But how many times do we see that now? Mm. And what happens is, if you look at any game, and the Liverpool game today was a classic example, certainly the first half. You know, if somebody stays on their feet, even though they're fouled, they don't get a free kick. They just don't. You can kick somebody. If they stay on their feet, the referee don't give it. Mm. If you go over, more likely the referee is going to give it. So referees are now, uh, judging. if you judge the amount of uh, fouls that Taylor gets against him and he doesn't go over, so he doesn't get the free kicks, you're going to blame him then for actually going over when he feels contact because he, he knows if he stays on his feet, he's not going to get the foul. Yeah. So he goes over. And that's the same with most players now. Mm. They feel they have to go over in order to get a decision because otherwise the referees don't give them. It's funny, isn't it, the different contexts in which that level of contact contact might come as well because if that same amount of touching pulling whatever you want to call it came when a corner was coming over in the six yard box <laughs> not gonna get I'd it. be screaming for a penalty <laughs> because Taylor would be in the air he'd be yeah. unbalanced so it's, it's, in, it's, it's interesting how it works but um, the, the penalty itself I mean I love Lyle Taylor he's one of, he's one of my favourite I think he's my favourite striker down here since Jan and obviously Simon Church but um, <laughs> Simon he's Church. One, one of my favourite players but if he if we get to the uh, the playoff final and there's a penalty shootout and he dares dares do that run up I swear to god I will kill him <laughs> because I mean it's great when it goes We've in been through so, that. anybody anybody who was at the last one Sean Newton when you've got a penalty you're so nervous that they're not going to score you just want it to be over and done with as soon as possible and Lyle's strolling up like it's uh, like he's got all the time in the world. He's like, oh, please just do it, Lyle. But I mean, it's cool. it's, it's mind games and it works because he's done it twice now and he scored both of them, Nath. Yeah, and it shows his confidence in it. Um, could be worse. I mean, who's that? Who's that playing the world that World Cup that done it? Oh, the Italian. That's that, Zaza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how not to do it. But Probably, um, I mean, that's the problem. All it, all it takes is for a keeper not to not to dive one way or the other, and you look yeah. a complete. So if you if you, you if you stepped up and done a Rabona and it, it went in top bins, it's like, it amazing. But if you miss, you look like a bit of a plum, don't you? But <laughs> no, I've, listen, I, I, I said to you off air, like I had to, 
I nearly had to turn away when he started doing this silly run. I was like, I can't That's, do it. He did the same in the last penalty as well, I think. Yeah. He did the whole walk. Yeah, thing. against uh, against Burton yeah. Albion, wasn't it? Yeah, so um, goes in, so it's all a mess, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a pressure penalty as well. <laughs> it, it, but it, that's the thing. I think it, it is a pressure penalty. It's mm. you're one nil down against the top of the league team. This is your chance to get back into it. It's all mind games. It's him showing you know what? I'm not nervous, goalkeeper. I'm going to make you nervous. I'm going to make you make a decision earlier than what you wanted to uh, by by doing a ridiculous run up. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, moments later, we had that chance, and we heard it on the on the commentary highlights. There was a Brilliant driving run forward from Joe Rebo. Cullen took over, whipped in a... I don't know if it was a shot or a cross, because he, he curled it. I think it was a vicious fizzing cross towards the far post, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was but a either shot. way, Igor had to adjust. He got his head onto it. It might have done slightly better, but it was so close. And if you're looking at a chance like that, and I was remembering the Sunderland game where I think Carlin had a, quite a good chance after it had gone to one all. you're thinking... I hope we don't live to rue that, because you don't always get many chances against teams The problem like with that, though, uh, Louis, when 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 you're a striker and... I think um, Igor thinks that that's a shot as well. So he doesn't know if that's on target or not. Mm. So if he thinks, if I make too much contact here, I'm gonna, it's going to go to the keeper. So the best thing I can do is just give it a little flick. And if it's going in, it's going to just sneak in the corner anyway. So it's, it's caught between two stools. I think, mean, you know, if too much contact and uh, it's going to get killed for stopping a goal-bound <laughs> shot. Do you know what I mean? So, um, And it's a bit instinct as well. So, yeah, I think he'll probably, he'll probably replay that and think he should have done better. Mm. Um, but I won't moan too much about him because uh, <laughs> A, he played really, really well yesterday. When he, when he went off, I, I put on Twitter, that's the, the uh, eager of old uh, we, we've yeah. seen yesterday. And we've seen it building up over the last few weeks, but I love the finish for his goal. I mean, his goal wasn't all about his finish, of course, because there was a brilliant driving run from uh, from, from Christian Billick in the build-up. I, think, I can't remember who had it before them as well. Was it Rebo possibly? But there, there was a good move in the in the build-up. And uh, Bielik running at the edge. And, and Igor just made that run that we've seen him make so many times four years ago and so many times over the last couple of weeks mm. just in the in, in between that was the problem but I mean it was a brilliant instinctive finish as well and that was I mean it, it seems weird to say it about a striker but that was a striker's finish it was a glorious a glorious uh, way to slide it beyond the goalkeeper yeah it was and it, like I said it was everyone's delight for Igor but also for um, for Christian because Christian don't really venture forward that much mm. and I, I think a lot of people might underestimate how difficult and on or how difficult that pass from Christian could be. Yeah, especially it, when you've got testicles swallowing up to the size of beach balls after the, <laughs> the, the, the punishment those two bad boys have been through this season. Kicked in <laughs> kicked in them by that fan that ran on oh. the attack and he always and he got kicked in them twice yesterday. Sounded like Christmas at one point, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's so easy to overcook or undercook that pass and um a great ball through and it was obviously on Igor's weaker foot but I just knew as soon as he got into that and he sh- he shaped up for it, I thought, if this goes in, it's going to be absolutely uh, amazing. <laughs> and literally, I went, I ended up two rows in front. And yeah. Um, But yeah, like you said earlier, it's, it seems like so long ago since that Brentford game, that away game, when we first saw him properly. And he's had so he's not really had a good time. So it's just a relief. And hopefully, like we get for the rest of the mm. remaining four, this is what we're going to say. Well, Louis, right, there's been signs, haven't there? I mean, yeah. um, against Wickham and um, previous games as well. That, you know, there was one, I think, yesterday where he heads it on himself and chases it himself and gets on the end of it. And you think, this is it, this is the one. And the ball just doesn't sit quick enough mm. and gives the time the def- defender to get back and make a change. So, you know, there were signs and you're thinking, oh, is it just because he's delaying too much because it's not quite there? And then yesterday, well, just oh, a classic yeah, just eagle. There. And I, I tell you what, I'm so excited for the rest, rest of this, the season now. And if it is the playoffs, you know, it's, it's another six, seven games because 
that will do him the world of good. I mean, he came in to, to chat uh, with us yesterday after uh, after the game for the which you'll be able to read in the South London Press tomorrow, and he was um, he was happy. He was you could you could see he was happy. We spoke to him a couple of times this season, but that's the happiest I've seen him, mm-hmm. and I think that's quite important. Um, and a uh, bit of luck in the way it came to him for the third goal he got, but what a brilliant cross for Taylor, and that weren't a, weren't an easy finish as well. But I mean, Eagle had to measure that cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we love the phrase here, but it's the, the corridor of yeah. uncertainty. But the defender could not do any. I, was, I felt so sorry for that defender because he had absolutely nothing he could do about that. Did you that. really feel sorry for him? No, I didn't. Care. <laughs> I did not care one bit. I, I'd happily have it happen to him again. I think, as I said before, everybody was already up from that Igor goal, so everybody was already on a plateau of, of, of ecstasy, and then. Uh, the build-up to that goal, more often than not, especially this last couple of seasons, mm. when uh, when we go in for a challenge, there's a loose ball, and it almost certainly goes off for a throw or straight to one of their players. We never seem to get that sort of ricocheted luck. Whereas yesterday, and all the endeavours of Johnny Williams paid off because, uh, and I thought we had a, a great game yesterday, Johnny Williams. Um, he went in for that challenge. It came off his back or his shoulder blade or something, but he was the one that actually put the challenge in and created the uh, the space or the, the ball forward for Igor to run onto purely because of his endeavour. And it actually ran our way. And then Igor, swift again, speed that we know he's got that we weren't sure he still had, uh, got across. Uh, what a ball across. But even then you think, oh, it's too high. Oh, and Lyle Taylor's not close enough to get his head to it. And I don't know quite how you, how do you describe that effort. Because <laughs> it's flying, not really a, a flying, I don't know. Flying yeah. side foot or something. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. a brilliant finish. Just and unbelievable. Uh, the, the, the Valley in absolute raptures. Also, there's, there's some great videos of it going around on, on social media of, of people who are filming the crowd singing and then got the goal. There's two or three really good ones out there. Uh, Although we shouldn't be condoning that because it dropped our, com- uh, our recording. Yeah, exactly, yeah. See, it cost us. <laughs> cost us big time. Um, <laughs> so don't do it again, people. Uh, but yeah, brilliant, a brilliant moment. And uh, yeah, in, in, enjoyed it. Very much, and then after that, I mean, it was pretty. Kind. Luton made a couple of subs, but I think it was it was a bit too late, really. Um, you know, we bought on the was it the likes of Lapsley came on, I think, after that as well, and and we and we just saw it out. Obviously, the the red card to Andrew Shinney uh, for a second yellow. Um, sort of. I mean, there's, when that happens as well, that's just sort of right. Well, everything's sorted now. A few minutes of added time, and then the celebrations can begin. And and uh, what what a celebration it was behind I mean there's I've said it loads of times as well but there's there's no place quite like the 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 valley is there when we've won at home any game really but when it's a game like yesterday and there's this uh there's this tsunami of uh positive feeling about the team that's going onto the field of play and the management team and uh you know it's it it's one of those moments where you forget that this time, <laughs> as soon as the summer happens, things could go horribly wrong. But at the moment, people don't want to think about that because we want to enjoy what's happening in front of us and we deserve it. Yeah, we've got to, um, we've got to um, ride the crest of the wave, haven't we? Because we've had our fair share of downs. So when there are up moments, you've got to And it ain't over yet. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing that's, that you've got to remember. because we are in the down. As, yeah. a club, as, a, as, a, as a club, we are down. There's so much you know, uncertainty and, about what's you know, going to happen we're, next. And have been in a fairly bad place for the best part of five years. So, mm. you know, something like this happening just shows... Uh, I think it's a release of, of, of emotion for anybody that comes. It's a release of emotion because of all the, the nonsense we've had to put up with as a club. Um, the fact that uh, we've got a management team and a set of players... Uh, that we can believe in, which is proper Charlton, uh, unlike um, unlike elsewhere, uh, then it just magnifies it, I think. 
magnifies is the emotions and mm. and yeah and yesterday as well it was wasn't just a case of winning in the last minute so everybody's going mental because of a you know a scuffed winner in uh, when we haven't played very well like uh, you know a bit well Wickham was a battle so that's probably not fair but Burton I think it's probably an example of that yesterday was was a combination of guts determination fight and skill and some good football as well against a, a top side. So, you know, we saw everything yesterday, and I think that's another reason why the, uh, the reaction was there, because it was almost a perfect performance. Almost a perfect performance. It, uh, well, well, Lee Bayer's coming up next here on Charlton Live, and uh, just because I, I don't want you guys to feel too down, because when we talk about a game that we've just won, I mean, you can hear how delighted we are. I'm so pleased. Um, in the Lee Bowyer interview, he uses a three-word phrase that Carol Fry used to describe a four-nil defeat at Burnley. He says we were good. We were good. I mean, <laughs> when you could, every every time when we play, they play a bit of Bowyer on BBC Radio London. Every time, no matter what presenter is, someone goes. Well, I think he's happier than he sounds because he never sounds happy. But I think, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping you got it in there. But he said, uh, I think very early on he goes, "Oh yeah, over the moon." Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't sound it. Yeah. yeah. So let's hear it. I mean, this uh, uh, Lee Bowyer had he say. Don't forget, you can have yours as well. Email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Live thread to have your say on tonight's show. Um, let us know if we are going up in that top two because there's quite a few of us in this studio who think we've got a really good chance. Let us know if we're wrong or if we're right. Lee Bowyer is another one who thinks we've got a good chance um he came in to speak to terry after yesterday's win and despite what he says and what he sounds like he is delighted with the three points yeah um i'm over the moon i think we deserved it i thought um from start to finish we was good uh you, you gotta remember who you're playing against you're playing against a team that's top of the league and, and we'll go up by the way they go up and I, i've just seen why couldn't get my head round why they'd not been beaten in so long before today. Um, and I've just witnessed why, because they're a very good side. We pressed them high and, and quick, and they just pass it around us at times, just like what we do to other teams. So I, I, I was like, OK, yeah, you're a good side. You create, They create a lot of chances. Not today, but just in general, you can see like the games I've been watching on the build-up for this. So they're um, they're a good side, and and today I thought we we thoroughly deserved the win. Um, I thought first half I thought we was better than them, but they they went in one up. I thought was harsh, and um, second half I, I, I don't think they really had a shot. Really, I can't remember Dylan having a save to make. And I think we, the difference was our, our defenders, when we was attacking, our defenders were tight to the strikers, so they couldn't turn and hit us on the break. And, and that's what was letting us down in the first half. So we tightened up on the defensive side of things and when we were attacking. And, and then all of a sudden they couldn't get out, really, and um, we were creating chance after chance, I thought. First goal when it came for them, uh, pretty against the run of play, although they did look a little dangerous going forward, but on the break, mm. uh, did you feel the worst after a quarter of an hour when uh, it was a decent finish from the lad, but uh, you know, after all the good play in the first quarter of an hour, undone by that, uh, did you think, oh, you, know, you know, they are a good side and that's what they do to teams? Yeah, that's what I've I witnessed, how they're winning games or, or, or not losing, but I still thought well, we was getting into better areas and then more, more often and we did the bar after they'd scored and I was thinking oh, like we're in this game like they're, they're no better than us I honestly believed that the whole way through 
and, and before we started, we played the game. I thought, I don't think they're better than us. Like, I honestly didn't. And it's no disrespect to them because they're, they're top of the league and they deserve to go up. But I, I thought we'd, I thought we'd win the game. I, I honestly did. But we had to be at our best and everybody had to work hard, stick together, move the ball quick, do what we're good at. And I knew we'd create chances against them and, and we did. And, and thankfully we took them. Two huge moments in that first half after they'd scored. Uh, firstly, as you said, Lyle Taylor hitting the crossbar. Uh, a lovely move to get to that position in the first place. You know, and, uh, it didn't quite work out for us. And then the uh, <clears throat> the non-sending off, which um, which perplexed most people, or certainly perplexed us on comms. Did, uh, did you get any justification as to why that wasn't a red card from the, from the officials? Yeah, because it, uh, the fourth official said that because Igor had got his shot off then it's not a red card. But it's a reckless challenge. The goal is out of control of his body. I've seen Naby Sar get off, sent off in the first minute of a game for half of that. So it was a reckless challenge and he was in no control of what was going on in the goal. He said, that's a red card, that's the rules. Whether you're an outfield player or a goalie, I think the only reason why he didn't is because he was a goalie. That's the only reason that I can think why he didn't send him off. Because if that had been anybody else making that challenge, it was that late and that high that the ball would like gone, it shot, and then it was just so late, it was unreal. So, yeah, anyone else would have been sent off, I think. And possibly the reason it wasn't on target and because he got his shot away was because Eagle probably saw him coming, I suspect. So, uh, that surely had an influence in, uh, in, in where the ball ended up. Yeah, but the, the, the rules are like. You have to be in control of your body. Nah, there are no rules, and he was coming out under mile an hour to try and obviously get to the ball first, and didn't make it, and he wasn't in control of his body. So, it, yeah, it was, should have been a red card. Well, fortunately, it didn't. Uh, it didn't punish us eventually. Uh, but again, in the um, early moments of the second half, Johnny Williams goes down. Again, from us, it looked like a penalty, not given away to Wayne. Uh, again, at that time, you think, well, is anything going to go our way in this second half? But uh, fortunately, on 70 minutes, um, Igor pops up in the. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, Igor pops up. And is that just reward for, for all the work Igor's put in over the last few weeks? He's put shifts in week after week. And uh, uh, again, even in the first half, he thought uh, he had a chance that the ball just wouldn't sit for him no. and you think it's not going to come and then he almost classic Igor Vettikali slips in that ball uh, yeah I thought like obviously we, we didn't get the Johnny Williams penalty um, and then Lyle got the penalty and, which I thought was soft so then once we levelled it I said to him half time once we score the next goal we win the game we're going to win the game I, I knew that our fans would then the place would erupt and then we we win. That, that's what that's what we do when we play here, especially. So, um, and then I'm so happy for Igor because his performances, his performances have been getting better and better. His fitness, his sharpness. So I'm, I'm over the moon that he's got a goal because if he can add to what Lowell's obviously doing, that's 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 going to be a big bonus to us. Do you think the timing of that penalty, um, quite close to the one that wasn't given uh, on 53? Uh, Allowed us to get back in the game because if we if it had gone much longer, if Luton had have, uh, had have stayed one nil up much longer. Do you think it'd been much tougher to get back in? Yeah, I think we got that penalty because the, the other one should have been. <laughs> I, I think that that Johnny's was 
for me from where I was looked a, a stone wall penalty and Lowell's looked soft but I think it's obviously evened itself out thinking oh maybe I've messed up there but I can't do it again so I think it evened itself out and yeah it was obviously a good time and then because then we we had enough time to go on and, and, and win the game but once we scored that was it we was, they couldn't really get out we, we pinned them in centre halves were in better starting positions within every ball that they was clearing and yeah I thought we, we deserved to, 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 to go and win the game like we did that 20 minute period after the equaliser um, as you say dominated Luton um, and the goal from Eagle when it came uh, just desserts and then to then get the third two minutes after again lovely work uh, down that left hand side and again Eagle this time with a supplier and Lyle Taylor launching himself at the ball to, to meet it uh, perfect goal yeah, perfect. And, and and it started from Johnny Williams. Yeah. Johnny Williams shutting down the fullback, pressing high, pressing fast. And it, it bounces over the defender's head. Igor's running in, great cross, great movement from Lowell. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard work, you know. And, and, and that's what, what I demand from him, it's hard work. And and then you get rewarded for it. Valley was rocking. Uh, great, uh, great to hear the, the cover. Well, the whole of the valley, not just covered in, in full voice. Uh, and uh, we're all going on a bit of a journey, it seems. After Bristol, the draw. You said that it's going to take eight wins. We've got to win all eight. Well, we're four into it. Yeah, and and we're capable of winning the next four. Well, I, I believe that. I um, what I have in that dressing room is is something unique, you know. And I said it from day one. Day one, I've said it that. that the togetherness and the fight that they have in there and with the fans that we have like this week has been amazing like we went to Plymouth which is like a million miles away and and the fans were unreal there I got reckon, uh, someone pulled me from their staff to, with a suit on so it must have been high up he said that um, your fans were um, what was his words were a credit to your club he said, and you can see the players react towards the fans, which is a great thing for me to hear. And then we went to Wickham, another tough place, and completely different game. It was a fight, it was a dog fight, and you had to win and compete and battle, and, and we went and won that. And again, someone from their club said, these are the best fans that we've had here all season. But for me, it's, it's great to see that they're enjoying it and loving it and, and, and travelling everywhere to, to see the performance that we're putting on. And, and, and they appreciate, like, Choosy would have meant just as much to them as today because they see a different side. And I said, Choosy's going to be a completely different game to today. It's a football match today. But we can we can do that also. And I think the fans, well, look like they, they loved it to me. Uh, and the style of football to beat uh, a Luton side that, as you said, are, are going up there. Uh, you know, one of the best sides we've played uh, this season. Yeah. Uh, we've taken four points off them. So uh, that the way we did it as well must uh, must give you uh, give you great comfort. Give you uh, you know must make please you enormously because, as you said, we can do the hard stuff and then we can play football like that. Yeah, and, and that's what you want, and that's what it comes down to your squad and, and your recruitment is like you can't just have everybody the same. You need your, your fighters, you need your footballers, you need your winners, your battlers, you need the ones that can finish, you need your providers, you know, you, you need everything. And, and, and that's what putting a squad together is. It's, it's, it's like building a puzzle. And and I think that we've we've done very well there. And if we'd have had a little bit 
more luck with regarding injuries than who knows what could have happened this season. But but for where we are now, I think it's, it's outstanding. And to, to see how far that we've made everything so positive in a short space of time it is great. And I'm just happy for the everyone to do with the football club because it's hard work. You know, everybody works hard. All my staff, everybody, everybody works hard. And the players work hard. And then you have the fans that appreciate it. So it's um, they work hard. The fellow with a drum. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, it's it's, it's great uh, for me. Uh, the, the club's in a good position, and that's the most important thing for me. Well, you said that uh, eight wins was possible. We've done four. You said that top two was possible, and uh, uh, there were a few eyebrows raised when comments like that were made. But uh, other teams are dropping points around us, uh, both on Tuesday and again tonight uh, today. So um, there might be a few people after your lottery numbers if this keeps up. Yeah, but you have to be a certain type of person to win things, and um, things play funny towards the end of seasons. It happens all the time, and and it's not just like how good you are; it's your mental strength. Can you handle it mentally? And that's what's going to come into play. And as you can see now, and physically, because Sunderland's got to play so many games. It's good going on these cup runs, but you've got to play catch-up on the games and they're going to tire but they've got a good squad but there's no easy games in this league like Coventry what sort of a game was that today was it 5-4 five, 5-4 four, five, four, it? yeah it's a crazy game but this is this league is tough like we, we've been to places and we didn't think we'd lose and we have so but when it comes to the end of the season when you need to win and the pressure you have to some people can't handle that pressure and um it's going to be interesting to see see what happens. But what we can do is concentrate on what we're doing. If we can go and win games, then then if they want to hand it to us, then we'll take it. Talking of the physicality, one, uh, I suppose, negative is Christian Billick coming off uh, again this this time. Though, um, it looked like he got uh, hit in a fairly sensitive area in the first half. And is that what finally did for him? <laughs> no, he got cramped. Oh. Uh, he likes getting cramped. <laughs> <laughs> he runs around a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's... Um, yeah, he's, he's only got crap. Maybe okay. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, 
Williams exchange passes. Williams drifts past his man, born in the box. It's oh. an awkward one. Taylor controls. Taylor trying to pass it back to Prattley. Oh, oh, <laughs> Taylor Prattley! What a strike from the Charlton midfielder on the edge of the box. Touchdown by Lyle Taylor. And Darren Prattley unleashes a hell of a strike past Arnold down to his left. Could do nothing about that one. A heavy defeat at Burnley today. How do you sum that one up? We were good. Charlton live. There we go. Lee Bowyer after yesterday's uh, 3-1 win over Luton Town here at the Valley. And also Carol Fry using exactly the same words to describe a 4-0 defeat at Burnley. Seamless, that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, no, no one will notice when I've edited that out in the podcast. Um, yeah, Bowyer. Um, doesn't sound delighted ever, but he, he was. He was over the moon yesterday, Nathan. Uh, and you can understand why. I mean, it's interesting he talks about that mentality because we always say, you know, when he came in last year, and we're five points off the playoffs, and no one gave us a, a cat in hell's chance of getting into the playoffs. He always said we'd get in the playoffs, and now he's talking about winning all those games. And he's uh, let us behind the curtain a little bit there. I mean, in terms of saying it is a mentality thing, he's drilling that into his players, and he's going to make them believe that we can get those results to get us in the top two. Yeah, and I think uh, the mentality part is um, we briefly spoke about on. Thursday in terms of the performance on Tuesday against Wickham that sometimes it's not going to be pretty and you've just got to be strong mentally and grind out those results but I mean for me for the last I'd say like the last couple of seasons the difference between this team is if we ever went 1-0 down I never thought we'd come back whereas now you know that Bose will change it and you know that these players will give it a go and then I don't think it's ever over. I mean, the amount of last-minute goals we've had this year is, like, mm. insane. And that you can just tell that we've if we're in a game, there's always that chance. Whereas before, 1-0 down, you're thinking the best result you're going to get today, mate, is a 1-0. But, uh, yeah, so me- men- mental strength's a big part of it and I think these guys have got it in abundance, yeah. for sure. Christian Billick there saying he's got cramp. Um, so Zach's getting cramp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it wasn't... Um, uh, the groinal injury I was I was either, worried about either that or he gets cramping some very strange places. yeah but um, yeah <laughs> it, it, I mean obviously he, he's been in and out of the side with injuries over the last couple of weeks um, when he's in the side he's so important to us so again it'd be interesting to see now whereas two weeks ago we're, we were saying oh, there's no point risking Billick because you know we need him for the playoffs now well, there, there might be a reason to risk him because we've got a chance to get in the top two maybe so but then you know there's you know the next couple are going to be battles uh, and it's Friday Monday so they're, they're in a fairly short um, space between each other and a bit like the Wickham game Bowie's not scared Bowie and Jackson are not scared to change it up so um, you know Pierce came in and I've got a sneaky suspicion he might come in for the Oxford game as well uh, or, or either Oxford or Scunthorpe because you know two games in, in a short space of time he doesn't want to risk uh, somebody like Christian Billick getting injured in one of those two games so he's not here for the for the, you know for the for the final three games so um, or even potentially the playoffs so I think he won't be scared to change it up and if he, if he thinks Christian's got cramp or just got a little you know because cramp can turn into a hamstring pull or a, or a you know a calf pull so. Not worth the risk, and we've got you know we we've got players who are capable. Cullen can step into that role. If yeah, he's not you know Cullen's not, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but he doesn't have the uh, the ability to to use the ball in the same way Christian Billick has, uh, as was clearly evident yesterday. But in terms of defensive midfield player, he's still up there amongst one of the best I've seen. So yeah. um, I don't think we've got a problem. Yeah, interesting actually that you mentioned the the Jason Pearson Nabi Sar situation. That was actually quite a big talking point on 
Thursday's show about whether he'd be coming in because obviously Pearcey played so well at Wickham, scored a winning goal. Um, but but Sar Nathan got it right. Yes, you were you were expecting Sar to come back in, were you? Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't take the take the win, Nathan. Oh, Just yeah. say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I said Pearcey. You did. Back. That's why I said it. Oh, did you? Oh, right, get <laughs> oh, out, Nathan. <laughs> Yeah, right. I you're off. Know, the... I can't remember. It's only Thursday. But, <laughs> but I mean, again, I, I wouldn't be. Sh- I, I agree with you. Actually, I wouldn't be shocked to see Piercy come in Friday um, at, at Oxford United. And Friday then... or Monday depends on the game they're expecting. I guess mm. uh, if I... they're expecting a real battling one, then I've got. A feeling. I think Friday. Yeah, I think Friday. But anyway, we'll see. It could be both. Who knows? It could be neither. We could be looking <laughs> stupid this time next week. <laughs> right, we've had plenty of tweets and emails. Uh, plenty of you want to have your say on this evening's Charlton Live. It's not too late to do so. Email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at. Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on to, to yesterday's game, uh, and of course on the uh, the fact that we are within that reach, we're within within reach of the top two as we go into the last few uh, last few games of the season. Right, Connor Thompson, amazing second half yesterday. We shook them up, gutted our Mister Vettikale's goal as I went for a wee. Um, <laughs> uh, Dylan Phillips with another great performance, making some key saves. He's been unreal recently and I agree with that Tom Bramley says that second half was the best half of football I've seen from a football side in years in a few years uh, from a Charlton side in a few years not from a football side he's probably watched Barcelona and stuff in that time um, uh, Eagle was my man of the match he ran his socks off all game and deservedly got his goal four more wins and we'll see where that leaves us in the table roll on Oxford coming your heads because that, that is the thing we do have to remember we could win all four games 15-0 and yeah. still not finish in the top two yeah that's all we can do isn't it I mean if we win all all four games, fifteen nil, and finish third, because um, for me, even if we do finish third, yeah, it'd be gutting. But at least we'll have the second leg at home. That's I think what we're playing for now as well. Because I'd rather have that that second leg at mm. home at the Valley, especially if it's pumping like this. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that is a be interesting to see if that. I think mentality-wise, if that's important. I think the only negative you could draw, if and and it is, um, I'm. I'm I don't actually believe this, but you know, if you're going to take any negatives from it, if you put too much effort, a bit like last season, we put so much effort in getting into the playoffs. When we got there, you know, we shot a bolt and, mm. and we looked really tired. So that would be the only negative for me. But I, I think it's a big difference this time because we haven't got the injuries we had last season. Yeah. We've got players coming back. Potentially, Forster Kasky could be back in the, in the mix for, for the playoffs. So uh, if, we, if we have to and we've uh, got go more, in there. And we've got a more potent goal for it exactly this year in terms well. of Lyle Taylor, yes, whereas correct. last year we had a misfiring. Yeah. So uh, that, uh, you know, if you, if you were going to clutch at uh, negative straws, I think that would be the only one that we'd, uh, we'd run out of puff, but I can't see it. Not this time. Yeah. Right, John uh, tweets in saying, I thought yesterday was similar to the Sunderland home game. Once we got the measure of them, I thought we dominated by far. Uh, he said, oh, by, I, uh, by the by, I thought that Sunderland were better than Luton. Did you have a, a view on that? Uh, I, don't, I think Luton's probably, that first half, Luton's, in my opinion, is the best team that we've played um, in terms of, but I think we did, we did help them in terms of us pressing and if one person's off the press then they just pick you off and they did that a few times um, but in terms of football yeah, I would still say Luton uh, Luton were up there um, Barnsley away they were a good team but mm. yeah Sunderland are a good side they, you know, they've got a lot of decent players you've got McGeady yeah. but for me Luton is the best yeah. football inside we just got a good tweet in from 100% Charlton I picked up on this in the interview with Boya as well it says Boya saying the fans work hard especially the bloke with the drum <laughs> I love listening to him he's such a geezer actually my, uh, so Plymouth game last week uh, my dad uh, came down to he doesn't get to many away games these days but we were having my brother stag do down in Plymouth around the game so he came to that uh, and uh, he, he loved the atmosphere, but he said, 
I was stood with my head at the same level and right by the drum, and he said he came out with a thump in it. <laughs> but, you know, he loved it. And, yeah, the, the atmosphere at away games and at home games recently has been brilliant, which is uh, great to see. Right, Cliff says, what a performance that was. When we play like that, no one can live with us. Luton are a very good side, but we just brushed them aside in the second half. I really can see us winning all of our remaining games. We are that team coming up on the outside and second is a real possibility. Will Bollen, three words to sum up our final four games. Keep the faith. He always says that, Will. And uh, he was proven correct last year when we were talking about trying to get in the playoffs. Hopefully he'll be proven correct again this year. Cliff Scales does say that we we, uh, we can get into the top two. Keep up 98 says, why not? Why why wouldn't we get into the top two? Lewis uh, Hurst says, we've got a decent chance if we win all our remaining games, but that's a big if. There is no room for error. Uh, that is probably the case, isn't it? Because with, with the games in hand above us and obviously point advantage already, points advantages already, there, there won't be much. I, if we won three and drew one, maybe if there's some proper slip ups above. Yeah, there'd have to be proper slip ups. I, I think if we win the next two uh, and over the Easter Bank Holiday uh, weekend, then uh, and depending on what happens elsewhere, I think Bowie's already said it. If we're within like three points of of second place going into the last two games, mm. I fancy us because I also fancy the others bottling it a little bit. I think Sunderland's game in hand, though, is, um, is against Fleetwood, which is their penultimate game, which is the Tuesday before... Yeah. The You'd fancy playing Fleetwood at the moment, <laughs> Yeah, Because yeah. uh, they haven't got a manager already. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, their manager's like not to be, they, be on a tag they, by yeah. then. Not unless they play it in front of Wormwood Scrubs. Have <laughs> 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 you ever seen the film, uh, was it Mean Machine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I love that film. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, right, uh, David, Le- <laughs> David Letchford... Uh, says it would be very nice if we could get into second, uh, but if not, we need to come third or fourth. So we are away, are away for the first leg of the playoffs. I mean, how does that affect? I mean, I, people always talk about it being a an advantage. We can go to an away game, get a battling draw, come here and beat anyone. Well, if we come to a home game on level pegging, then I'd fancy. That us only to beat assumes anyone. you get a battling draw. Or, I mean, yeah. look what Shrewsbury did to us last year. They beat us one 0 you know, here. And that set them up for the second league. So you've got to get a positive result in the first league, uh, if it's away from home, to make the home leg uh, work for you. If you don't, then it doesn't yeah. matter, does it? Really? I think. I think thinking the way the way we play as well. If we were at home first, and let's say I don't know, we was two 0 up, that would probably play in our favour going away because we'd sit. They'd have to attack us, and then we'd pick them off. Mm. So I think it might actually play in us in our favour, but just for just being at home second leg, it always seems better. Um, but that's finishing third or fourth, isn't it? I think if you're yeah, home second leg. Yeah. Well, we'll see what we'll happens. See what happens yeah. Sarah Saunders uh, says, I want to say uh, we can do it, um, but it's uh, going to be tight. Even if we uh, win our next four games, it's still down to the teams above to slip up and lose points, but never say never. John says, I don't think we can do, uh, we can do because we have to rely on three teams dropping points as well as us winning every game. Too many things will need to go our way. Uh, John there possibly being more realistic than... Uh, well, maybe so, but you'd have said that you'd have said that four weeks ago, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you look at the results in the last four weeks and they've gone exactly our it's way. Ba- it's barely... Not, you know, pretty much. When we were nine points off, yeah. maybe two weeks ago, yeah, maybe, nine, maybe over one week ago, it was. It's, it's, a, it's, it's cut, that gap has been closed very, very quickly, and uh, teams around us have dropped points. Uh, Barnsley and Sunderland have both done it. Barnsley over the last, I think Barnsley have only won two of the last six. I think something, something along those lines. Um, Paul uh, Quinnell says, uh, "I want to say." Uh, that we will get in the top two. That Sunderland and Portsmouth game is huge now for them, and I suppose, but both of them 
uh, and us, I suppose, but both of them and Barnsley need to drop points. I don't fear anyone in the playoffs, though. Uh, bring it on. Rob Wagon says, we can definitely do it. This is Charlton and Lee Bowyer is our manager. Excellent point there. Ev James says, listen here, chaps. We showed how brilliant and unstoppable we are in that second half display. I always said we would be top two. And you can't say, yeah, he has. It's, yeah, Ev's the one who's believed it all season uh, and the way Luton uh, he says by the way Luton might not even make top two let's wait and see <laughs> I'm not deluded I'm just seeing things in the cold light of day keep the faith Cappuccino says to be honest no we won't get in the top two but we will be so close and go uh, to the playoffs with some real momentum ever again I'm lucky enough to have seen our club for decades I know when I see a great team in the making I also have seen our great past teams dismembered uh, I always believe. And then he adds, uh, this race will go to the wire. Uh, and uh, while we are in the race, why not? Let's believe. And that's the thing. Like As long as we stay keeping pressure on them, keeping pressure on them, they're going to slip up. I mean, no one saw that 5-4 at Sunderland coming yesterday, did they? Well, outside the top six, uh, the form sides um, are, I mean, the real form sides, Oxford United haven't lost in, uh, in the last five. Um, Burton Albion haven't lost in the last five. I think um, I think the other ones, Peterborough, have only lost uh, two in the last five. So, out of the outside the top six, those three are the sides that are in form. Coventry's uh, slightly worse, but they've only lost one. Um, and the three sides around us have got to play each one of them. Whew. So you know, yeah. yeah, of course we're clutching at straws. But you know, look, the way I see it is that we've had such a you know horrible, I nearly swore them, such it. a horrible period over the last few. Yeah, just let's milk this. You know what I mean? Let's. Uh, who thought we'd even have a chance of this? That would have been classic if you swore after telling Nathan. Yeah, off yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Martin says uh, that was the most enjoyable Charlton match I've watched in a good while. Some dodgy refereeing decisions in the first half, but the lads kept their heads. Second half, we were great and deserved the three points, hundred percent. So pleased for Igor yesterday, but it was a top team effort Stephen Saunders says looking at the table you've shown uh, I think yeah right okay yeah so uh, I tweeted out a league table uh, from the Charlton Live account that I I quickly knocked up uh, just before I came out and I spelt Portsmouth wrong on it so he says looking at the table you've shown I think the team in fourth will be disqualified for playing under the wrong name all season (laughs) (laughs) what what did you say I just got the T and the S the wrong way around or something yeah Portsmouth yeah it was it anyone could have done that anyone could have done that (laughs) Uh, they're so irrelevant to our title yeah. our title bid that I don't even bother looking it up. Uh, right, Paul Davis says, just win, win, win. That's all we have to do. Easier said than done, but even if we don't get automatic, winning still breeds winning, so it will be useful to go into the playoffs on a high. Then Mark um, adds as well, I would love to say yes about the top two, but I just can't see it. We will need the luck of the gods. If we can avoid Sunderland in the playoffs, that would be good, though. Convinced we will make the playoff final, but after that, I don't want to predict, but... He uh, he says we can do it, though. Uh, Stephen says, in case no one else mentions, we have played the team at the top of the league twice this season and won both games. Anything is possible. So you're talking about Pompey there. When we went down to uh, Fratton Park, they were top, weren't they? By quite well. I think they were, they were top by seven points at that point. So they had a horrible collapse, didn't they? Either side of Christmas. Uh, but they're right back on it now. Um, yeah, and obviously looting yesterday. Right, keep up. 98 says, uh, watched it on iFollow. And wow, that second half was the best I've seen us play in a very long time. We seem to have sorted out our flaws uh, from the end of last season and the start of this one with the defence looking very solid now, not to mention how good Phillips has been. Billick being surely the best defensive midfielder in the league. Um, Aribo and Cullen putting in worthy man-of-the-match performances uh, every week. And Williams also has been a huge plus since coming in. Vettakele looking like the player he was in the championship. Championship and Lyle Taylor just being quality. Now Ross Ramsey as well on Igor. 
Said it was the best performance I've seen from Igor in ages. You can see it on his face how much it meant to him. If we can beat Luton, we can beat anyone. Strap yourselves in for a wild last few weeks. I mean, do you think Igor's playing for a contract? Do you think that's why he's all of a sudden started playing really well again? Or do you think it is a run of games? Because very has, cynical of you. I haven't <laughs> seen. We haven't seen Igor have a run of games in that's a championship shirt for it? years. Yeah. I, remember, I remember saying. Um, because he started at Luton away, actually, didn't he? I think Carlin was off the bench, um, was was on the bench and came off off it at half time, a minor injury, I think. And I remember saying before then this will be interesting because this is the first time we've seen a not injured Igor for a long time, and but he still didn't get the game. So I, I just wonder if now this, you know, same with Naby, same same with uh, Tariq Fosu, which which didn't happen this year. If you need a run of games to play yourself into form, and sometimes something just clicks after a while. I think that's fair. And I think also, uh, well, in, in Naby's case, I think it's a case of just getting used to the league, full stop, uh, and getting used to the pace of the league. Uh, second, with Igor, it's coming back from injury, not being sure you can still do it, I think, mentally as much as physically uh, for Igor. And then just getting your chance. And like most players, you know, when you get a chance, you either take it or you don't. And I don't mean just coming in for the odd game here and there. He knows he's got a run of games. Uh, and, and yeah, you're probably right. He's, you know, next season, wherever we are, um, someone's got to make a decision, and uh, I think he wants to stay. Uh, he's settled here; his family's here. I think he really. I, I, I think he wants to I stay. I think he'd love to stay. Yeah. Asked, uh, we asked him after Fleetwood when he started for the first time in a while. I'm fairly, he said he said he'd be happy to talk, but obviously there's that depends on how much he's on. Of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he will be on a lot of money comparatively. He signed as a, a big prospect in the championship, but also you know if he plays as well as he is and continues to play as well as he is, then another club who might be willing to pay him that sort of money might come sniffing as well. So yeah. either way, he's in. He's he's, mm. he's playing for his future, I suppose. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it, having this this wonderful evening talking about how good we are just just uh there's a dormant volcano just behind us that's going to explode at the end of the season with well, contracts and not so dormant i don't yeah, think yeah dormant. well smoking by now uh keep up 98 says ps shout out to my brother fletcher who was one of the mascots yesterday uh we would have heard him there just after the bayer interview with uh, the mascot saying there's loads of them yesterday saying uh saying you're listening to channel live yeah right london in it geezer it's going to go to the last game of the season to see if we go up second or playoffs what a season it's been and alex uh, adds whether we creep into the top two or finish in the playoffs the momentum is going to be huge with Eagle and Lyle up top and a rock solid back five you've got to feel we've got what is needed to get that crucial promotion come on you Reds Tim Jackson where to start yesterday Phillips wonderful save at 1-0 Purrington best game for us Williams and Arebo everywhere Billick won everything Eagle and Lyle linking up and scoring for fun and the noise the covered end hasn't heard since Johnny against QPR Perfect, and it certainly was. Dan Sheed, very arguably the greatest Charlton midfield since the Premier League days, will be tough to replace the likes of Cullen and Billick in the middle of the park, regardless of what league we're in next season. That's certainly a good point. Right, Rob Waghorn, uh, we definitely can do it. This is Charlton, obviously, sent that twice. Uh, right, Nathan uh, says, automatic promotion is still realistic, but it means nothing if Roland is still here at the club, as it will be another summer of loans and free transfers and and probably a budget cut whether we go up or not you'd imagine because that's the way he rocks uh, these days and we haven't even haven't even talked about Bayer's contract situation yet as well but it involves playing the cleaners yeah getting 30 games out of the uh, security staff yeah (laughs) yeah with an incentivised contract (laughs) offer Uh, he sounded like if you heard it on on press he did sound positive that he was going to be here but 
until it's signed, it's like it's like what Theresa May used to say at Brexit: nothing is agreed until everything is agreed. Until he's signed which on the dotted line, yeah, yeah. Well, is that yeah? What happened there? <laughs> uh, right, Ollie says that match was up there with one of the best games in the past five years. I think we have a good chance of top two, as I don't see us dropping points in our final games if we play like we did yesterday. It's such a good feeling that the fans and team are pulling in the same direction. The atmosphere yesterday in and outside of the ground was amazing. If we don't get top two, I'm confident we will win the playoffs as we have beaten every team in them and that's a really interesting point from uh, from Ollie there other than Sunderland at the moment I guess but if they get the top two then we, we've beaten Barnsley haven't we uh, we've beaten Portsmouth twice beaten Doncaster at home but when you consider those Sunderland the Sunderland game up there we, we were so close we should have won uh, the one down here mm, could have won was, yeah, we had chances won. Yeah, second half, so, yeah. I don't, look, we shouldn't be scared of anybody mm. so uh, you fancy our chances against anyone the two leg thing always is a bit of a concern because if uh, if you let the first one get away f- from you which I don't expect because you know the way uh, people have already said on there in, in the tweets that uh, uh, defensively we're rock solid at the minute so you don't expect us to concede even if we do go a goal down uh, and maybe like last season where we lost that first leg at Shrewsbury mm. We went up to Shrewsbury, I wouldn't say fearing the worst is probably not the right, but we didn't think we were going to score two goals, two goals yeah. because of the, the, the forward line we had. Mm. I don't think that's the case now. No. I think we could go up to anywhere and score mm. uh, three or four now. Bob Liskin's just sent me a video of the penalty incident from behind the goal. Uh, the number five, the defender hands his hands on, hands ty- right, yeah, on Taylor's, yeah. black, uh, Taylor's back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure well, about all it. it. Yeah, it, it, the trouble is, um, I think the because they have a dubious decision panel now. Uh, I think I mentioned. Yeah, it a panel that tried to ban him. Tried to ban him, so he could be out for the next. Well, game, but, so. but they, the same rule applies. It's, if there's contact, then it's a case of how can you deem what contact is sufficient. Mm. Then it, you know it's lap. So as long as there's contact. I think they won't. Uh, yeah. They won't look at it much. Hopefully further than that. so. Right, Sebo says that keeper challenge was as bad as Schumacher on Bast. Uh, Battiston at the 82 World Cup semi-final. Terry, oh, I wasn't, yes. I wasn't no, I alive that. then. Well, not quite as bad as that because I think, uh, Battist- was it Battiston? Uh, but um, he oh, was in hospital for about <laughs> a fortnight. Yeah. Took, oh, that's what I've seen. He comes out yeah. and he just cleans yeah, he just him out. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, one, I'll yeah. tell you what it reminded me of. Um, Schmeichel and Kim Grant. In you know, you, You're probably far too long ago <laughs> for you boys. But uh, in the FA Cup game up at Old Trafford, when Schmeichel came out and took out Grant, yeah, he got sent off. I'm aware of it, but yeah, he got it was sent off. It was almost by the halfway yeah. line when he did. Yeah, it. <laughs> slightly too young. We still lost, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Kevin uh, tweets in saying as well uh, as we played to get to three one up. A huge credit to Bowyer Jackson and the team for how they closed the game out. Huge improvement from earlier in the season where late goals cost us several times. Like we did, we were comfortable after that, weren't we? Tony? No. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we were. And even the, the, uh, Mick Harford said that we had uh, good game management, didn't he? Yeah, so, he did. Um, that's right. Yeah. And I think yeah, the changes they made and when they made them it slowed the game down and um yeah we i mean because what they as a player when you when you score that third goal and you've got that buzz it sometimes it can be tempting just to keep going for the jugular and to keep going and to keep going Mm. um but to sit there and say no like literally we've had our day now let's sort of make sure we get this and see it out properly and Mm. yeah it was great to play it out properly and um because if they scored then it would have been a very hairy uh, last sort of in uh, well, a few minutes, but no, great. It was great to see anyway, and it was fairly comfortable in the end. Yeah, right. Tom Elephant uh, says, "Hello, lads. I hope we can get to the top two, but my son will not go near Wembley until we play there. So right. selfishly, just for him, let's do the playoffs again, just like 1998 and all that." I mean, I don't know if my I'm I'm older <laughs> than I was in 1998. I don't know if my heart could take it these days, oh. but uh, we'll see. Um, 
It's all right. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darren Ellis says that one of the best uh, I've seen in recent years. I thought we did okay in the first half, but Luton looked very dangerous going forward. Uh, second half, we were dominant and got what we deserved, three points, and Luton didn't know what had hit them. Uh, and the ap- and uh, what an atmosphere he says. I loved it. Uh, and then 100% Charlton is going to get my juices flowing here because it says, just imagine the feeling if we beat Rochdale at home last home game and that gets us promotion. The Valley would be a magical place. Believe, believe, believe we can do this. We can do this. Yeah. My juices are flowing. Right, we still got um, <laughs> we still we still got uh, your emails and your forum posts to come as well. But yesterday uh, was a very special day here at the Valley. One of the best days in the Charlton calendar. The Upbeats Day. Um, uh, it started off with the Upbeats walk from the uh, training ground or the, the rugby club next door to the training ground. Uh, nine miles. We saw snakes. We we did a lap of Avery Hill Park. Then I, I don't really know Elton or that sort of area that well. But we ended up at Shooters Hill somehow, yeah. and then we came down Shooters Hill. Walked down, got to I take it you were following, not leading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, Bob Boulder was in charge there. If it was up to me, we would have ended up uh, probably just doing laps of Avery Hill for about two hours. But there we go. Um, so, yeah, yesterday, um, a few of us did the walk. Myself, uh, Stubbers from the, uh, the commentary team, of course, uh, Nathan, Tom. Uh, Terry, you were there at the start enjoying the... Uh, well, help send you on your way. Yeah, helping uh, out with the... Didn't quite make the walk this yeah. year, but I'm going to make sure I'm there next year. Yeah, got dodging, your meniscals, didn't I? I've got yeah. my meniscals. He's made up a word. He's <laughs> yeah, made, made up a word, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he, <laughs> yeah, he made, he's made it more difficult enough that none of us could try and Google it to find out if it's a real thing, but he couldn't do it. So anyway, um, the, the rest of us uh, did do the walk and uh, made a little diary for you. We'll come back to the, the rest of your comments about yesterday's game after we hear our diary of the Upbeats walk. Terry here at the start of the Upbeats. Well, you're crying off this year with some am, sort of yes. imaginary injury. I'm, yeah, I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think of as many injuries as I can muster, and I think I've got the good one, so yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, but, um, I'm gutted, though. I'm genuinely gutted. You've been here at the start just uh, as the, in- the-, the legends have been introduced in the Upbeats as well, and community spirit coming through already. Oh, superb. They've got 200-plus, uh, I think, here today, which is the the most we've ever had at the Upbeats walk. It's fantastic to see, I think, uh, the amount of money they're going to raise, because it's all the Upbeats are uh, funded entirely by uh, donations. So it's just superb. Excellent. And everybody's enjoying it, and that's the main thing. Yeah. And the snow stops, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> We've had everything this morning. We've had sunshine, hail, snow. Uh, only, uh, only three hailstorms on the way, I think. Uh, I'll be in the car, I'll be fine. Excellent. Right, I'm going to have to run and catch up with the rest go on, of them. Go I'll on, go on. So here we are. Just set off from uh, Footscray Rugby Club, Stubbers. First mile. Easy. Easy so far. Have you done a mile? I don't know, how far is this? Oh, it's pretty impressive we've done a mile. Yeah, it's easy going so far. Uh, one less mile than last year, which is good news. Very good news, for, especially for us who have to actually do some work after this as well. <laughs> some of these get to have some food, get to have a beer and all that. No, so we've got a struggle. Yeah, we've got, we've got graft. And uh, I know, obviously, it's, a, it's an arduous nine-mile walk anyway, but with Nathan next year, does that make it even worse? Uh, it makes it a lot longer. No, joking. Nate's, Nate's good as gold, isn't he? Look at him. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's fine. Nath, Nath will keep us entertained, I'm sure. And uh, got Tom as well, which is uh, good news. So a good turnout from the, the Channel Live crew. So, yeah, I'm really excited for, for the rest of the eight and a half miles. Tom, this past seven, Drew Castle, the halfway point. How are your feet? Feet all right. Knees are a bit sore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Enjoyed it. Weather's perked up a bit, and it was yeah. important. Well, the snow stop, which was the main thing. Yeah, true. And Nate stopped singing for a little bit as well. So, yeah. What, yeah, sort, of, that, what sort of songs was he singing? And was he doing any pelvic dancing? I mean, you can hear it there. Phil Collins. A lot of Phil Collins. 
<laughs> uh, a bit of Michael Jackson, um, yeah, and some dance moves as well. So that's been a bit annoying. But now, nah, to be fair, that's kept me going because I'm, I'm knackered. So yeah. Well, obviously, the sooner you finish, the, the sooner you don't have to listen to anymore. Exactly, and that's exactly why I don't sit next to him at the game. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but are you enjoying it overall? Yeah, yeah. It's always good fun. I think third, third year I've done it, and obviously for such a good cause. So um, yeah, a lot of people out, which is good. Like I say, weather's improved. New route this year as well. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Here we go, Nate. I think we're on the home straight now. How's uh, how's everything holding up? Everything's still in the right place. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. My knees in a bit, bit of pain, but you know, nothing uh, for good calls in it. So I'll yeah. rest up, rest up tonight, have a cheeky curry or something, and then uh, it should be all right after a couple of beers. <laughs> Excellent. Now you've been giving us your full uh, your full playbook of songs on the way round as well, yeah. and a little bit of dancing. Is that what keeps you going through the day? Yeah, it's like a bit of Phil Collins. No, I can beat a bit of Phil Collins, can they? And uh, there's, a, there's this new tune, all the other boys are singing it now, so they'll be downloading it. But I won't go on too much, so I'll be getting some royalties otherwise. But yeah, no, it just gets, gets you by. You can't really do it in silence. It's a bit boring otherwise, but um, yeah, I'll just try King's Field, so much to do. Yeah. You've enjoyed the day all together? Yeah, yeah, well, it started uh, snowing, didn't it, at the beginning? And I was thinking, oh, no, I've done it wrong in here, but it's turned out to be all right. It's dry at the moment. Looking forward to. Um, Obviously the lads playing Derby, hopefully a nice, comfortable win for the lads, because I know they're obviously smashing everything else at the moment, so should be good. And here we are, pitch side, at the valley. We've done it, nine miles, it rained, it was sunny, it was hard, by the time we got there. Yes, yes we made it, and uh, all worth it, of course. Weather weren't that great, but the route was a lot better and obviously a little bit shorter than last year which helped but yeah uh, good fun another day done and uh, on to next year's now Nathan standing here on the hallowed turf at the valley or just off it if anyone asks yeah. if Nathan asks I've got one, the uh, ground's got one on it yeah, yeah but uh, yeah it's a, a just reward for making that, that, that sacrifice and walking all this way yeah, yeah that's what I mean it was, it was tough at some points um, but uh, it's, it's a cause that it's for it's a great cause and obviously uh, I don't know what the final total is, but a lot of money raised for a cause that you know has to rely on self-funding, and um, it's been a great day, and a lot of people have turned up, and you get a little perk at the end of our pitch side. Yeah, of course um, we're here, but the, it's not over just yet because we've still got the excitement of the upbeats coming to play. So it's yeah, we can't wait for that. It's it's one of the highlights of Canada every year. The, the upbeats day itself is not only the walk, but uh, getting to watch them play on the valley and, and see how much it means to them, and it just goes to show what an important day today is. And, Everyone getting together like this, this is why we support Charlton, this is why Charlton is such a special club and to be involved in things like this is just, uh, it's incredible and I, I can't wait for next year as well. And every year it gets, get, gets better and better. So we ended the Upbeats walk, uh, we've all made it in one piece thankfully and uh, it's been another successful day. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant turnout from the from the, uh, from the fans again uh, and the public, um, just showing how important the Upbeats is um, to the trust. And of course, we've still got the excitement of the games to come as well and the Upbeats in great form as they always are, so it should be another another decent performance. Yeah, them. definitely, we've got Derby, DS team and Sutton Pan Disability team today, um, so try and come out and uh, watch these games if you can, 1.30, be great games to watch. And of course, um, as we know, the Upbeats, they, they keep running through the donations of the, of the supporters, so anyone who, who is yet to donate for anyone for a walk it would be great if they could add a little bit more into the kit today. Yeah, as you can see, it's a great cause uh, and it's totally dependent on fundraising, so any help matters, any help really, you know, any help really matters in keeping the, keeping the project going.
we go. That was Terry uh, Perts from the Charlton Athletic Community Trust. They're ending the diary of our trip. He helps to to run the the upbeats, and uh, as as he mentioned there, they uh, rely completely on the donations from supporters. They started off with a grant about eleven years ago. I think they were saying from ITV, ITV that they won, yeah. um, and since then it's it's run by the the supporters. And uh, any, anyone who's who, who was in early enough to watch the game yesterday will, will see how important it is to those uh, those, those lads who, who got involved. Now they played twice. They they were playing Sutton. Uh, the, the game did have to be abandoned due to an injury to to one of the Sutton players, but the the player was fine afterwards uh, and did take part in the. Uh, the, yeah, the lap around see, the pitch yeah, after, it's, so it's, it's anyone a scary thing. Yeah, anyone who saw that and was worried, uh, no need to worry. Uh, the, the, the player was fine. I think the the upbeats were one up at that point. And then yeah. they played Derby after. Uh, last I heard, it was three nil. Um, I think, but I, I don't know if that's how it ended because I had to, to dash upstairs. But yeah, a, a brilliant day and, and a brilliant cause. So if you can dig out some uh, some money for the upbeats, keep the lads going. Uh, that that'd be great. They play some lovely stuff as well. There's a, a couple of flicks that um, that wouldn't have looked out of place in the in the first team yesterday, and, and triangle passing and stuff is lovely. Right, we've got to crack on. Um, Mendon Crenastas on the Charlton Live Forum. Uh, Louis, that was an amazing team performance yesterday. Second half is the best I've seen us play all season. If we can play like that till the last ball is kicked, uh, hopefully not Christian Billick's uh, promotion <laughs> <laughs> promotion will be achievable. Uh, forgetting, uh, forgot, uh, sorry, forget asking Lee Boyer about his contract situation. Oh, here we go. Has Christian Billick got any balls left? Uh, it's almost like the opposition are targeting him. Uh, he takes taking one for the team. To a whole new level. I think that's the style of player he is, though. And he's, he's, I mean, come on. He, well, no, but I'm, t- I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. he, he, um, he. He sort of um, he's got that language style. And he waits for players to to commit to a tackle and then try and rides it. And, and then they commit so, to his tackle. Uh, yeah, and so they, yeah, <laughs> so they always he's always likely to get caught uh, <laughs> in in some area or another. <laughs> right, Coop says hi, Louise and team. Um, oh, oh, I've got a couple Louise. of those today. Yeah, um, I think we're I think we're going to fall uh, just short of second place, but hope I'm wrong. Fancy us to win the playoffs, though. Uh, for yesterday, second half was the best I've seen us play at home this season. Luton just could not cope with us. Best wishes. That's Gary Cooper from Willis. Cheers, Coops. Thanks for uh, for getting involved. Uh, Rudders twenty two. I have missed the last few home games as I've had a hip replacement. Oh well, I hope you're uh, you're right, Rudders. Hope you're getting uh, on the mend. Uh, it says I've ruled myself out of being able to go again until uh, next season. Watching the scores coming in is frustrating, but exciting. Sunderland's game in hand is Pompey. However, I I can't see Barnsley losing any of their games. They're at home to Shrewsbury, away to Plymouth, home to Blackpool and Bristol Rovers away. And as you know, we need in effect four points to overtake Barnsley. So Barnsley have to drop four points, which I can't see. This is why it's so frustrating that our owner won't invest as we could have got to the top two if he had. Hopefully, I will be back for the last game of the season. Yeah, I ain't got time to go too much into this. But one one of my theories about how Roland has held us back this year, if you think about there's been two stages of the season where we haven't been that good. And that's the first five games. I think we won one in our first five games where we were still waiting to put a squad together because we weren't able to go out and buy players early because we didn't have the money to do it and then just after Carlin left when Taylor was still uh, suspended and we didn't replace Carlin properly so they're the two they're the two stages where if Roland had acted differently we'd be in the top two we'd be a point behind Luton and if Roland acted differently arguably we wouldn't have lost Carlin in the first place mm. so um, but even, even, even if he didn't even if we had to lose him because Carlin wanted to go replace him yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. No. And uh, no, no, that's no. what we're, that's what we're saying. No uh, argument here. Yeah, Rudders uh, also adds playoff as it seems. Uh, do we have a better squad equipped this year than last year? I think we do personally. Uh, the only concern is that we can't afford to concede goals as Pompey Sunderland uh, are, are good and at scoring four or five. But then Sunderland's defence yesterday was shocking. Uh, 
Uh, a lot of Sunderland's goals were in the six-yard box, so if our defenders can keep them out, we don't know. I think what's key for Sunderland is uh, they've had McGeady out injured for the last two or three. Yeah. He came back off the bench yesterday but couldn't uh, couldn't turn around. So if he's fit for the final run-in, they are still going to be a side we'll to be see. reckoned with. Uh, Fun Bluff said that they didn't go yesterday. Roland out. Covered end says, hi, Louise. Just with a smiley face. <laughs> and, uh, Yorkshire Addict says, was that the best performance since the Premiership days? Well, it may well be up there uh, in, in terms of the, the, the quality of the opposition we had to play against and the, uh, the level that we're at. It was certainly one of the most exciting games we've seen for a while. White Phil uh, on, on DM says, hi, gal- hi, guys. Wow, what a decent first. Uh, after a decent first half, whatever Boya did at half time, it certainly worked. I completely lost it when the third goal went in, hugging anyone I could find. Hard to pick a man of the match, but special mention to Igor. He's finally back to the form he showed when we signed him. So pleased for the guys, and he's still daring to dream. That's Phil from Elton. Cheers for your uh, tweet, Phil. We, we may well have walked past your house yesterday, for all I know, but apparently we're in the Elton area at one point, so there we go. Right, Steve <laughs> uh, Steve Towner. Uh, guys, just a quick one. I am blown away by how well Boya and Jacko are doing, creating such a positive vibe around the club, despite all that is hanging over uh, us with the owner. They deserve huge credit as everything they are achieving is in spite of the owner, not because of the owner, and that creates a tougher position from which to operate. There is just so much potential that could be rapidly unlocked in the right environment we have to hope that Roland goes very soon. Keep it up, boys. That's from Steve. Interesting. Again, I've only I only got to explain this briefly. But I, I went back on Radio London this afternoon just to talk about Charlton because obviously we're a talking point now. Um, and the presenter asked me. He he just looked at the crowd. Like he, he sort of talked about the crowd figure yesterday and he's seeing how well we're playing. He, and he sort of said, just, "It was a question, but needed an answer because he didn't know." He said, "Are people coming back round to Roland?" And I, I, it's amazing people. <laughs> don't see from the outside yeah. that everything that's happened this season is in spite of Roland's best efforts, it would seem, to try and derail us. I mean, obviously he's not doing that on purpose as such, but he's not helping in any way, uh, which is crazy. Right, uh, Matt Brown. Hi, guys. After the game yesterday and the Sunderland uh, result, top two is definitely still on the cards. Our games appear uh, to be in our favour, especially given our run of form. The only issue I do have is that normally we'd go to somewhere like Oxford or Gillingham in expect to win and then come away with a disappointing point and we really can't afford to let that happen thankfully Boya seems to have changed that though and realistically I'm not convinced we'll drop any points for our remaining games especially at home and that's what we need to do and that is I mean it's close I, I think we can do it right uh, Tom Ridgen uh, it will be tight but not impossible we will rely on some teams above us to slip up but that is bound to happen hopefully at Sunderland after their slip up uh, this weekend I mean obviously yeah we need all three of them to slip up is the only thing but pressure pressure shows and like I say Barnsley haven't had the best run recently they got a good win yesterday uh, before that incident with, with, with Joey Parton um the pressure, the pressure will tell at some point, and 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 let's see. Right, we've got final email has come in from David uh, Todman. Hi guys, uh, my daughter and I were on the train down from Waterloo. Uh, and listening to the Luton fans, it was a done deal and three easy points. Apparently, our performance was a very good one. We did get caught out to the ball down the channel for their first day, but Igor was immense. Grant, who <laughs> Billick and Cullen looked Premiership players, and Taylor frightened them as well. How their keeper was not red carded for the lunger Igor, uh, I don't know. But great atmosphere, enjoyable football is back at the Valley, and that's the way. We like to see it. Right, uh, we're just coming to the end of the show. Just a quick note, obviously, next weekend is Easter weekend, which means we've got the the two games. We're playing Friday 
and then we're playing uh, Monday, Friday, Monday. Um, so there will be a, a big match preview on Thursday evening. Tom and Nate are doing it. I'm I'm popping away for a few days before I'm coming back for the Oxford game on Friday. Um, so uh, there will be a show on Thursday. Easter Sunday, uh, traditionally, we don't do a show. Uh, it's a family time, and of course, we've got a game the next day, so it's out of date immediately. So there's no live show next Sunday, but there will be a mini podcast coming out on Saturday, Sunday morning that I'll, I'll, I'll stick out. They'll have all the reaction to the game at Oxford United. So look out on your podcast feeds on Easter Sunday morning uh, if you're not going to Mass or something to listen to podcasts. Or if you do go to Mass, stick a head, one <laughs> headphone in, pay half attention to God, sins, one, yeah. one with us. Yeah, So yeah, that'd be good as well. Um, huge couple of games coming up here, Terry. If we get six points out of that weekend... I mean, yeah, talk to me again after the Easter weekend because, uh, yeah, it could be huge. Absolutely. You know, if uh, if people are excited now, if uh, if a couple of the other teams drop points and we win t- two on the bounce, just imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like next time. Mm, yeah, certainly. I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget also at the, the Scunthorpe game uh, next Monday here, you can have your the PSA testing, prostate cancer testing. Uh, important that you do that if you're of the age that you need to have that done. It'll be in the, I think it'll be in the fans bar possibly, right? might yep. be in a, yeah in the fans bar so that'd be worth doing that i know at least personally i know one person last year who got tested found something got it sorted it's fine now so if you get it tested uh more than likely you'll be able to get it sorted as well so make sure you do that right we have come to the end of this evening's show it's flown by because it's great to talk about a win really isn't it so uh thank you for for joining us here on charlton live uh, and of course on maritime radio we've gone out on air uh, today in the in the local area on ninety six point five FM. Uh, so make sure if you if you want you can start listening to us via that every Sunday, which I'm looking forward to. Right, Terry and Nathan. Uh, Terry, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you, uh, everybody. Yeah, and uh, Nathan, it's good to to see you despite your hangover. I'm not hungover. Yeah, I'm really. <laughs> no, yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Yeah, right. Have a good holiday, mate. Oh, cheers. I'm only going up north, so, uh, so I won't right. get too excited. Commiserations. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to anybody listening from up north. It's a lovely place. Yeah. No, I'm going. To, I'm going to the northeast. I'm going to Annick, and it is really nice up there. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Don't you need a shovel, mate? Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. Keep digging. <laughs> Right, I've been the remainder. No, I should have given a fake name there, actually, shouldn't I? Yeah, I've been uh, Tom Louise. Wallin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back here on Thursday with a big match preview, looking ahead uh, to the remainder of our charge towards automatic promotion. See you later.